Welcome to the Bar Hacks Podcast. Engaging interviews, plus tips and strategies to navigate your bar or restaurant business towards sustainable success. Now, here's your host, hospitality industry veteran, journalist, and editor, David Klempt. Hey, welcome back to the Bar Hacks Podcast. I have a very interesting guest, and I'm going to try very hard to get some of these words correct but i've got who is now known as the world's best bartender the 2022 announced diageo world-class global bartender of the year i've got adrian michael cheek i think i already got that wrong adrian how do i say your last name again it's uh michael cheek but uh, michael. that's all right you know if you will uh, <laughs> if you will just pronounce it a little bit in more american way you know like it's absolutely okay for me <laughs> <laughs> Adrian Mikolchik, there we go. Director of Mixology at the award-winning Pier 42 in Oslo, Norway. And again, I'm going to Americanize this. And it is in the American Line Hotel in Oslo, which has a very cool history. But before we get into that, Adrian, how can people connect with you online? They can definitely find me on uh, on Instagram or on Facebook, perhaps. like It's, uh, it's basically my name, Adrian. Michal Chik is the pronunciation. Uh, so I think like uh, uh, David will write my name uh, over here in this episode. So you can just basically find and <laughs> copy my name and find me on a web. Yes, I will definitely put that link in the description of the episode so people can check you out and see everything that you've got going on. So you are the world's best bartender. That's the colloquial title for the Diageo World Class Global Bartender of the Year winner. But I have to ask, obviously, how did you get your start behind the bar before you became the world's best bartender? <laughs> it has been many, many years ago. I would say it has been actually accidentally uh, how I ended up behind the bar. It was like accident. I have been uh, very hyperactive from from my very early age. You know, in a childhood, I did many sports or I always... Uh, uh, came to my parents and uh, always had this idea to to do basketball professionally or or, uh, or ride a skateboard, for example. And then was the era of um, of the hockey. Uh, so we played the hockey ball on the street. And uh, basically, when I had been ten, I started to play uh, ice hockey professionally. And uh, that was actually also my idea for the future. You know, like I wanted to become professional sportsman, but uh, I basically missed the date for for the signing for the for the college or high school and uh and then basically i end up on a hotel academy so uh basically on a hotel academy i uh, i studied like um, different angles of the hospitality industry from uh, from being a chef uh, bartender waiter being like manager of the hotel and so on and i like kind of connection between uh, between the uh, bar and actually sport, which I found is like I have been uh, playing a professional hockey and as a goalkeeper, and bartender actually has been for me like similar person who is uh, like um, standing behind the bar is very stable as a goalkeeper is and the waiters I saw as uh, as uh, my hockey players you know in front of me, so I I found like this kind of parable between the sport and the bar uh, at first and uh, the second thing was of course like bar is a beautiful place where people are meeting and uh, sometimes uh, they are celebrating sometimes they are just having a drink and trying to socialize you know or forget about the day which they had and uh it has beautiful atmosphere you know and uh and that's what i saw somehow 
what I saw in a bar and uh, what attracted me basically from the very beginning. And uh, also, I think uh, the hospitality, which I saw in the bar, uh, kind of has been very familiar to me since my parents uh, already from early age of mine. They have been hosting uh, the friends and neighbors, neighbors, for example, in, uh, in our apartment or in house where we live. And uh, basically, yeah, this one has been like just kind of natural environment for me then in the bar, you know, that I saw that the hospitality is happening also there. And yeah, plus this parable to the sport. So like, I completely fall in love basically with the bar. Do you remember the moment or the bar you were working at where you realized like this is what I want to do? This is my what I'm passionate about? Probably, yes. I, I've worked actually in many different bars uh, in my bartending journey, but from the from the very beginning, like I worked mostly in the clubs, uh, and it was great. Like it, uh, it uh, gave me a lot of things, or also the skills which I'm using till nowadays. Uh, but uh, if we're speaking about the mixology bar, it has been definitely in year 2015 in a Prague. Uh, there were two bars, like uh, where I started work in a Black Angels bar. It, which was a um, quite famous bar that age. Uh, it was uh, situated in a hotel in the basement. Uh, it was kind of speakeasy bar inspired by 1920s, 30s, basically prohibition era. And I have been, I have been very surprised, basically, uh, by or very attracted, uh, uh, attracted very much by the world which I saw around, like all of those flavors and uh, and skills uh, and knowledge which bartenders they had. And also there's hospitality. And then straight after a couple of months, it was a newly opened bar, Leffler in Prague, uh, where I got actually my first uh, mixology bartender job. And um, and I had the great mentors there, like uh, Miloš Daniel Kol or Vítězslav Sirok, which is basically my best friend till nowadays. And um, and that moment, actually, I, I kind of find myself in a in the middle of uh, of everything what was happening around me, and I just like find out that basically I fall in love with the bar and uh, and mixology in general. So that was probably 2015 in Prague. Yes. So you mentioned working on your skills, and I mean you've earned a, a crazy amount of impressive accolades. 2016 Czech world class bartender, best bartender <laughs> of Norway in 2021 and 2022, the Diageo world class of Norway 2022 winner. I mean. Now you've got the the 2022 you know, September announcement that you took home world's best bartender. Pier 42, where you're director of mixology, means one best bar of Norway twice. So what skills did you focus on when you really started to work on elevating as a, as a bartender? I think like each working place, as I mentioned before, like gave me something, you know, in the clubs, like I, I learned how to how to deal with the people under pressure, how to be uh, maybe basically fast and how to work also in, in a quite loud environment. Uh, but later on, like uh, the inspiration has been coming from people around me, like uh, my mentors, you know, I think this is very important to basically uh, get connected to to the correct people and and. Uh, what what they showed me it's basically this kind of sense of or determination basically or sense of being hungry you know like to try become better version of uh, of myself uh, on daily basis and i think like in general in czechoslovakia we have uh, we have great uh, great bartenders which basically has been very very inspiring on my journey they are coming uh, like worlds uh, 
very well-known bartenders or respected bartenders like Eric Lorenz, for example, or Alex Kratena, Zdenek Kastanek, and so on, like many, many great bartenders. And uh, I, I I took, I think, like from all of those people, just something what, what has been like super inspiring, you know, it has been uh, really the determination and basically trying to, to become better, uh, to learn more, because uh, I remember these moments when the people they came to bar and uh, and they have been always asking for my colleagues which has been already like matadors of the scene you know like all the guys and like is this guy working is that guy working and they never ask for me kind of you know and this one has been has been the thing which i um, i uh, really i really wanted that someone will come to the bar and go ask like hey adrian is working tonight like oh like it's shame that he's not here or something like that uh, or yeah he's just on another station he will be here in a second like yeah uh, you know i have been like really dreaming about about this and uh other dream uh basically of mine has been uh has been also to to get closer even closer uh with my skills to all all these big names you know and uh I remember those moments when uh, when I saw, for example, Z, like Zdenik Kastanek for first time, uh, just like try to come closer to him and I tried to just to say something, you know, that he will maybe remember me next time and so on. And uh, I, I dream about like being becoming one of those people, you know, one of the leaders of the industry, which, uh, which has like uh, knowledge, which has a uh, uh, passion, which uh, has things which could be shared with uh, with other younger bartenders perhaps and yeah that was basically what i tried to kind of get from all of those people and and i tried to become like one of them you know as as much as uh, i could be close to them basically so, so you're yeah. working the, the program at pier 42 before i jump into my next question though you told me a really cool uh bit of history about the hotel where the bar is situated so if you want to tell our mm -hmm. audience the story of the american line hotel yeah, absolutely. Like uh, our hotel, it's a small boutique hotel in the center of the Oslo, and uh, it is in a in a building which has been built in 1919, and uh, in the past, in 20th century, has been used as a headquarters offices of a Norwegian American wine shipping company, which has been helping to Norwegian immigrants to basically start a new life in the land of the opportunities in New York City. And uh, all of those uh, travelers, they went to our building uh, where they got uh, the documents and they basically went to port after and entered the ships, which took them across Atlantic Ocean straight to the ports in New York City uh, with name Pierre 42, which is actually the name of our bar. And uh, after a construction, 100th anniversary, we reopened as a as American Indian hotel. And we kept this uh, beautiful story behind us. So therefore, everyone... Who will be who will have a chance to visit us and find out that everything in the hotel is somehow connected to these two destinations, which is Norway and also New York in the states. So uh, that's where I work uh, nowadays. Like I have been part of pre-opening team already, and uh, from the beginning, I I worked as a head bartender, and uh, then I have been managing also the bar. Now I'm taking care about uh, about still about the creative side, but also about like trainings for for the team. And also still trying to uh, to do uh, as much as I can uh, or spend as much as I can time on a service also to give chance to people to meet me and see me, you know, because many people are, of course, obviously coming to our bar and uh, are asking uh, 
if he is working that famous bartender, we would love to have drink from him. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to give chance to people basically to be close to me or like, I, I'd like to take care about them. Definitely hosting people is still my passion, you know, so I'm trying to also besides travelings and consultings and different projects, which I have also trying to be uh, with the people because uh, that's this love to people and uh, on hosting them. That's exactly what brought me behind a bar. So, so I'm trying to, to do that on a daily basis still. So what do, what would you say you worked on specifically for Pier 42 that made it one of the best bars in the world? Because it's one, you know, best bar in Norway twice. So it's one of the best bars mm-hmm. in the world. I truly believe that uh, what, is, uh, what is special about our bar is, uh, is the experience which we're trying to create to our guests, like unforgettable hospitality, you know, and uh, also... Uh, the storytelling which we which we, which we creating for the people you know because people they they love stories and um, stories can add also value to our products i see like successful bar like standing on the three pillars you know uh, first one will be probably uh stuff which is working there uh, my team which i'm super proud of of my team and uh and uh, i feel honored you know like to to work with this strong team which i which i have there other thing like which successful bar need to have definitely is it's a great product and that's uh, something what uh, what I'm always trying to I'm always trying to create like great product with great experience around with great storytelling cocktails uh, serve in an innovative way uh, we have 3D prints in our menu we have uh, lights for example we are uh, always connecting these services or uh, like serves uh, like glassware uh, together with the ingredients and implementing them into the story. A story can add really uh, great value, you know, and uh, storytelling can create the emotions. And uh, that's what we're trying to create also in a bar. You know, drinking should be also fun, right? So uh, <laughs> so uh, these stories, they can be also uh, funny. They can be educational. They can be just interesting. And, but these stories are also helping us to to break the barriers between between the bartenders or waiters and the guests, you know, to come even closer to people. Because as I mentioned, that bar is the place where are meeting up people uh, from really different corners of the world. Like they can have different emotional statement, a different day behind them. And uh, sometimes uh, maybe we have like shy person at the bar who is, who is dying to just speak to someone, you know, like dying for to speak to someone. And uh, sometimes that shy person like doesn't really know how to start a conversation. And uh, the storytelling can be a great conversation starter, you know, and it can make uh, these people feel feel better, you know, and uh, it's helping us basically to to, to turn uh, the guests into, into our friends, which are coming back to the bar. So um, last but not least, I think uh, the bar uh, need to be also a beautiful place with a great atmosphere, which is like third pillar. And uh, we also uh, keep an eye on this, uh, on our playlist, uh, which music we play, you know, uh, how loud we play that music in the exact part of the night. What is the, what is the atmosphere? Like if the lighting is correct, if, if the bar is clean, you know, so... Uh, I think like all these three pillars that are super important and uh, are leading to 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 experience which uh, can be created to the guests. So I I see our bar as a special place where we where we're really trying to make people more happy 
compared to moment when they have been entering the bar, you know, we're trying to create them experience, trying to turn the guests, I guess, into our friends and, um, and create some uh, special product, which they can't get just anywhere else, you know, because great cocktails, I think that nowadays, like you can, you can have a tasty cocktail in pretty much uh, whichever bar around, uh, but uh, that storytelling and that extra mile which we walk like during the creative process and also that extra mile which we're walking towards guests once uh, we're taking care about them, I think this is really making our our place special. You know, it can be just like small detail, like uh, once person is coming to bar and he's standing there for having a two three drinks leaving the bar in two hours and uh you you see that outside is raining you know so like one person is uh, paying his bill so you're just standing there with an umbrella you know and uh just telling him that you might need this one once you will be leaving the bar and that guests really appreciate this extra step you know like it's very important to find the needs of the person of the guests even even before he will actually realize that he needs something you know so that's what we're trying to create uh yeah, at pier 42 so you mentioned that you look at the bar i mean as a team you you definitely mentioned the hockey team which as a hockey fan i, I love that analogy <laughs> but when you're building your team what are you looking for in, in a bartender or i mean at, at any front of house position mm, i think empathy empathy is something what it's very natural for human beings. I I do believe. Uh, I'm looking for for a warm person who who likes people. That's uh, definitely uh, the first thing. Like uh, you need to see like uh, this person has a smile and uh, he likes people. If if you also feel good uh, in a company of that person, then uh, he might be the one. You know, like knowledge is not so important because. We as a human beings, like we can always learn, you know, things. Uh, and, uh, and we have a also great training program uh, at our bar. So knowledge is um, not the most important thing. But uh, what I'm looking for is like uh, the, the passion, you know, this uh, small fire in the eyes, you know, and, uh, and the smile on the face and uh, how also that person is making me feel, you know. If that person really uh, wants to learn, because that's probably most important. We can give him knowledge about the spirits, about the flavors, uh, about the trends and so on. But but he really uh, need to be hungry for knowledge and uh, need to like people. That's that's probably number one thing, like to like people. Because if we don't like people, we can't work in this industry, you know. Like <laughs> I recommend to find some other job than to, to this <laughs> kind of person. <laughs> so because it's all about the people. So that's uh, that's uh, this empathy probably is like most uh, most valuable thing which I'm looking for. What do you think a, a bar owner or operator or even a bar manager can do to attract the the best talent? Oh, that's a good question. Um, how to how to basically attract a new person if I get it right, right? Like if right. if someone if someone want to uh, basically hire maybe for some new concept, someone great and talented and so on. I think what is super important uh, it's definitely conditions uh, and uh, if this person has a vision, I think like this can attract uh, maybe some talented people like. If the concept uh, which is uh, just about to open it it has uh, it is attractive you know it, it has some meaning uh, behind and uh, and uh, definitely conditions uh, support 
and uh, also some freedom, you know, for that person. Um, these are probably uh, most important things which I can I can see. Yeah. Hi there. Just a quick message before we get you back to this episode. If you're looking to take your bar, restaurant, or hospitality business to the next level, I mean to profits of 12 to 15% or more, it's time to take action. Let's start creating your roadmap to success with our proprietary strategies, tools, resources that will inspire your team, activate your potential, and lead your hospitality brand to margins you never thought possible. Visit krghospitality.com right after this episode for more information. Now, back to the Bar Hacks podcast. So when you're looking at your bar team, I'm not saying like your specific team right now, but you've hired someone, mm-hmm. you, you know, they're onboarded, they're trained. How do you identify the bartenders that you think are really going to stand out on the team? And then how do you get that talent, you know, focused behind the bar? I think uh, it is quite visible on the people like uh, who can be like potentially like talent of the future, you know, like if they're really that uh, talent has... Uh, if that person has like a charisma, you know, he's hungry for knowledge. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the discipline uh, which that person has, like is showing you basically his future kind of. I, I truly believe that uh, it uh, it pays off to to be always on the time, you know, and always stay hungry for the knowledge and be hospitable and walk that extra mile. I think uh, this is, these are, um, these are the things which are, separating uh separating maybe just some bartenders from from uh, the future stars so it is uh, usually very visible at work you know like if there is coming some person to you and is asking you always like uh what do you what do you made like what is this cocktail and maybe i'm interested about this bottle and you know that interest of inter- showed interest you know or like basically that hunger for the informations and being there like Seriously, always on the time, always prepared, hundred uh, percent. So this is, uh, I think, separating like bartenders from from future talents. So you definitely made a name for yourself in some big contests. I'm sure beyond the uh, the Agio contest, even in other contests. So do you think that operators should encourage their bar teams to enter contests if they if they think they can maybe throw down? Mm, I think like. Um... Uh, this one is a uh, very individual decision. So I think like always bartenders, do it. they should be uh, the people who are deciding if, if to compete or no. Definitely what uh, what we can uh, do as uh, as maybe leaders or operators is like kind of leading by an example. You know, like uh, I have been never pushed to do any kind of competition, but uh, I have been super motivated to do that. Uh, since like I saw my colleagues has been also competing and they wanted to become better. And uh, and uh, I think it's like personal decision, but competition in general, how I see them, they are, they are a great source, source of inspiration and also giving a chance to basically become better to, uh, to also learn uh, a lot of knowledge, but uh, but also uh, to push yourself, uh, push the boundaries, uh, what you are capable of, you know, and uh, and it's giving you many great things. Like, of course, you socializing, you you find uh, new friends during the competition, uh, but uh, you definitely becoming a better version of yourself. This po- process of learning has been for me probably a second most favorite part of the competition uh, besides meeting up with the people. And of course, uh, traveling uh, uh, with the competitions—that's uh, also also something beautiful because uh, 
traveling is um, making us richer. You know, it's giving us chance to to meet up people from different cultures. You know, learn about different flavors, uh, see different techniques, and uh, and I think this is what we need uh, for evolution of the industry, definitely to travel and uh, and the competitions are great uh, source of uh, of possibilities to to travel. So uh, I think this decision is super individual, but. Uh, but uh, we can we can lead by an example, and uh, we can inspire people to go and uh, and compete, and uh, and I think it is uh, much more valuable than push to someone uh, push someone to compete. So I'm going to circle back because I I think I forgot to ask this question really, but I'm just really <laughs> curious about you know when a guest comes to Pier 42, they come up to the bar. How do you and your bar team? How do you train them to? make that guest feel welcome is there you know a is there a, like a procedure that everyone knows for consistency or is it kind of individual mm -hmm. yeah like uh, definitely uh, as i mentioned before the team it's super important for uh, for successful bar and uh therefore like this is the uh, number one thing which we which we try to work on like that Knowledge definitely is giving you confidence. That's basically why we have a training program, of course, uh, also for knowledge. But uh, we are trying to create also some model situations, uh, like how to uh, how to work basically under stress or with different types of the guests. You know, we trying to uncover also or show to people the possibilities how how to find the needs of the guests. You know, how to how to be hospitable, but. Um, also, uh, we're working on on people like from like kind of personal perspective, uh, how to be representative, you know, uh, which kind of words to use like uh, towards guests and yeah and and so on. So uh, I think like uh, the training program which we which we have is like quite rich and uh, and it's uh, helping us to to be really uh, consistent as a bar, you know, to have also consistent uh, product to being consistent in a in a hospitality. In general, like if there is uh, working like uh, one mem team member or the other one, uh, I think mm, this training program is uh, creating from our team like army, uh, which uh, which is super strong and uh, and uh, you know like bartending is not an individual sport, is a is a team sport and um, and we need to we are basically our team is strong as our weakest member is strong or that's the power of the team basically. So would you say that you're noticing any drink trends or like spirit trends that are the guests are maybe asking for or those guests are preferring right now? Mm, uh, yeah, like there are you know, there are some trends uh, visible. I think like still uh, quite trendy is uh, aperitive culture or no and low ABV drinks. I think this we have like already for a couple of drink a uh, couple of years. Uh, no and low ABV has been here for last two three years i would say and i like this category very much because uh, especially in our bar like we are a hotel bar which opens doors uh, during the afternoon and uh, we have many guests coming straight after work or like even having uh, having some meetings um, at the bar uh, in uh, early evening or afternoon and uh, uh, i think like it's it's uh, just uh, just great to give them chance you know to to have a great cocktail tasty cocktail even with a story with either alcohol or no we have a couple of drinks on the menu uh, where you can choose if you want to go for a non-alcoholic or alcoholic option uh, we're trying to basically substitute 
uh, alcohol with very similar things like uh, Seedlip, for example, has nice portfolio uh, where we are substituting Kettleman uh, Citron Vodka with a Seedlip uh, Group 42, which is like citrusy spirit, you know, like the spiced version, for example, instead of the tequila, right? Uh, but the trends, uh, I think you know, nowadays, uh, which I'm very happy for, it's uh, I can see big trends in dark spirits um, because uh, that's also... So that's beverage which I like very much or category of spirits with, uh, which I like um, like dark spirits and uh, also uh, I, I I did it in the purpose a couple of years ago on a, on a, one of the menus that I started to put or use dark spirits in the cocktails which I uh, which I expected that they will be like one of the best-selling drinks where it will be for example uh, some passion fruit which is very popular here in Norway so I in the purpose combined that or based it uh, on a dark spirit and uh, it's becoming more and more trendy like uh, all this um, culture about either dark spirits or uh, also um, uh, combining these cocktails with a uh, with a food and uh, i think also like what i uh, what i found out like in the last years here that uh, this low a low abv and no abv culture uh, is somehow turning into uh, into mm, into culture of the spritzers uh, or uh, aperitif drinks which are served before dinner and uh, uh, it's not just about uh, now about using uh, maybe some bitter uh, with uh, pro, with uh, some bubbles like aperitif wine sparkling wine but it's also like combining dark spirits with uh, aperitif wines in these cocktails and then pairing them with uh, pairing them with the food it's um I think uh, the inspiration from the chefs is actually something what we have here already for a couple of years. And uh, I think Scandinavia is just a great example of that. Like we have like many Michelin star restaurants. Now we have also many bars in the 50 best bars. And um, and that collaboration just works very well. I also took inspiration from uh, from uh, Kitchen in many times in the last years from the chefs. And um, nowadays, like... Uh, we created this very interesting uh, project actually with uh, with world class and singleton whiskey uh where we are uh touching also on this uh la dolce vita way of uh, life and this like kind of ap- um, aperitif trend uh which is booming and uh, uh just uh, last week actually we had a launch of my asian tour which i will have in march uh with a with a singleton where we will be serving uh, basically some cocktails paired with the food this event, which we had like last week here, it uh, was called the Elements, where we actually had drinks inspired by different uh, different elements of nature, and combined them with uh, with uh, uh, some uh, snacks. And it has been actually also uh, supported with uh, sound and lights and uh, some aromas. So it was like kind of very nice multisensory concept. Uh, but yeah, uh, one of the other trends besides like no ABV, low ABV or aperitif drinks, even with the dark spirits, I think uh, it's still uh, the hospitality. And I, I hope that it will just stay like this because like uh, uh, great, great product is, uh, of course, very important uh, for for the industry or for successful business. But I think like uh, the humans, uh, humans factor is still number one and uh, i i see that as a, as a trend uh even nowadays that uh, many bartenders they like to be more hospitable and uh, be better hosts than they have been before which i'm very happy for because uh, this is uh, super important for the for the industry
I also hope that keeps going. I mean, I don't mind if uh, a dive bar bartender's a little surly. It's kind of what you expect, but anywhere else, yeah, I like to see more yeah. mentality. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you know, like this is something. But uh, if I will, if I will have a look uh, back in the days, like uh, in the start of my bartending career, like that's something what I learned, for example, also in a club. You know, because in the clubs, like we have uh, just some mixers. You know, uh, we we serving not really high quality of products. You know, but uh, uh, we have been doing our best to basically make people happy and uh, that hospitality can be even seen in the clubs, you know. So it really doesn't matter, as you said, if this dive bar, if it is like a five-star hotel bar or or it's like restaurant, uh, street food or Michelin-star restaurant. So the hospitality is everywhere. And uh, I think it should be also a trend for, uh, for upcoming years or even forever, I will say. So you mentioned dark spirits. What's your current like favorite spirit, whether it's a category or a specific bottle? And what's your kind of go-to cocktail right now for yourself? <laughs> From the spirits, like I, I'm whiskey lover, so definitely I will go for whiskey. I think uh, whiskey it's uh, it's beautiful spirit which uh, is getting the character uh, also during the aging process or almost mainly during the aging process. And it, to create a, a tasty whiskey is an art, you know, in my eyes. So, like, uh, whiskey is already my drink to go or my, my spirit to go like, for many, many years. And I, I very much love to also work with, uh, with the dark spirits or with whiskeys. I think that they are super versatile. That has been also um, the idea behind the singleton uh, food pairing, which we created behind this concept, you know, to... To showcase that whiskey can be used even in a uh, in a fresh drinks or in aperitif drinks, uh, not just in a strong drinks, and uh, not just uh, paired with uh, some fruits, but it can be paired with uh, with uh, herbs, uh, with uh, different spices. It can be paired with the uh, flower notes. You know, many 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 different categories of the spirits. But uh, yeah, my spirit to go definitely will be whiskey. Uh, I'm also a big fan of uh, smoky whiskeys, but I love. Uh, uh, I love uh, basically also bourbons, rice, for example. I love Japanese whiskey. So whiskey, spirits to go. And uh, I love also champagne. So if something lighter, probably probably champagne. And uh, cocktail, right? You ask for a cocktail. Yeah. Uh, what will cocktail. be a cocktail? Now probably uh, one of my favorite cocktails uh, will be actually my own drink, uh, which is called Equality, which I had the chance to present uh, in a Sydney during the Global Finals. And... Um, this cocktail, it's uh, it's exactly uh, like uh, aperitive style of drink with uh, with a touch of uh, strawberry. There we have a lemon and maple, and uh, top up with a champagne based on singleton whiskey. Uh, so uh, I think also in the category of classic cocktails, this uh, this is something what uh, what we don't have. Uh, we don't have so many drinks uh, where whiskey is combined with the champagne. Uh, in a classic cocktail category and uh, so this is probably my kind of drink to go and uh, yeah equality the idea behind this cocktail is again about uh, you know bringing people together and uh, and uh, make them feel happy you know and spend some time before dinner so uh, so I think it's kind of a uh, drink which I like nowadays uh, quite a lot because I, I see that this is really happening in in the hospitality industry that that uh, the operative style of drinks uh, that are just booming. So that will be probably my cocktail to go from from some of mine or signature drinks. If uh, if I will go to bar like later on 
and I should pick up some classic. I will probably go for old fashioned again, like whiskey based cocktail, just out of sugar and and a bitters. Uh, how wonderful is that? You know, like whiskey's uh, whiskey's very pretty spirit, which uh, which uh, doesn't need to have like so many things around, and it can be enjoyable. So definitely dark spirits, uh, equality cocktail or old fashioned from classics. I don't think I've ever had, uh, or if I have, it's not been very many, a champagne and whiskey cocktail. So that sounds yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, that was, uh, you know, uh, inspired, uh, or the cocktail created for for uh, the um, for one of the rounds which we had in a, in a Sydney, and it was calling for for a new modern classic cocktail based on a single ton. And that exactly that moment I have been thinking like, what what i can bring you know uh, what what uh, what is missing maybe there you know like what what can be new and then i found out that uh, i'm not probably able to name more than five cocktails where is whiskey combined with the champagne <laughs> so yeah. i i saw that as a as a kind of hole on the market you know like quite high demand for for this style of the drink so uh, that was one of the main main reasons why why i created the equality Maybe new modern uh, classic cocktail. <laughs> there you go. Who knows? <laughs> when you make uh, an aperitif with whiskey, how do you? Is it meant to be low ABV? Do you? Is that like only a half ounce pour, or how mm-hmm. do you create that drink? Uh this one is actually. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will say like it's in milliliters. Actually, uh, it's thirty milliliters, so it's like. Uh, how much like ounce ounce it's uh 25 mils i think right okay yeah, I no. so. wait i 25 no maybe it's more than milliliters. <laughs> this is where <laughs> i should, suck at math <laughs> <laughs> we should have a look at this but, uh, yeah yeah it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a little bit less than a than a shot basically um okay. Uh, in a cocktail because we are also combining that uh, with uh, some other alcoholic beverage, which is champagne in this case, you know, and very lightly flavored sweet and sour, basically from lemon, maple, also for nice nuttiness and full body, a bit of fruitiness from strawberry. So it's uh, it's uh, all of this, uh, all of this taste we can pretty much find also in a whiskey singleton since they are like quite heavily using also um, uh, sherry, uh, sherry or oak after uh, after aging the sherry. So uh, these these flavors can be found in a in a single ton whiskey and uh, and uh, I think like yeah if we are creating like aperitif style of drink it can be something what will uh, what will be super strong you know uh, I will go probably for stronger style of drinks uh, like as a digestive and aperitif like something quite fresh you know what can just open the palate uh, a little bit. So you might not be able to answer this question, but is there any? Any menu that you're working on right now or a certain drink that you're trying to bring into the menu or can't really say anything about, about what you're working on right now? Now, yeah, like we are just about to actually launch the new cocktail list at our bar, Pair 42. Uh, so that's, again, inspired by by art, actually, of uh, Norway and New York City. I uh, I have been focusing now uh, to, again, like create some uh, some nice stories and I uh, use always like uh, some unusual ingredients, new ingredients in the cocktails. But uh, this menu also is the previous menu. It's uh, again uncovering some some uh, new textures. Uh, that's uh, something what I like to play also with. And ingredients wise, as uh, also on the previous menu, like I, I basically used uh, 
you know, like usually only two, three different flavors in one cocktail and uh, something unusual, uh, what is maybe used more in a, in a kitchen or in a kitchen industry and so on. But um, yeah, this, I will not probably be uncovering uh, now exact cocktail. Uh, <laughs> no I have, uh, I have, uh, I have also uh, some, uh, some uh, new cocktails, which I developed basically for, for the, for the Singleton Asian tour. And uh, also, uh, of course, uh, some uh, some nice cocktails for for the guest shifts or consulting. So I'm uh, I think in a creative process like twenty four seven, and uh, and they are uh, they are coming on new things like on a daily basis. And you said so, next week is the or I guess the week that this airs will be the new menu reveal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it will be. Uh, probably in the in the end of the march somehow once i okay. will come back end from asian tour yeah, yeah so in a march so those people who will uh, will have a chance to to visit oslo so i'm I, i'm inviting them to to the bar and uh, i hope that they will uh, find something new and interesting in our our cocktail is something that they never tried before well adrian i really appreciate your time one more time how can people follow you on instagram it's adrian dot uh, Michal Chik, like uh, my my name, so or Adrian Michal Chik, basically, or yeah, well, if not in, in on Instagram, they can just like write my name, Adrian Michalchik dot com, and uh, they basically they have uh, they have uh, also uh, Instagram link in this page, so awesome. that's the way how to find me. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, David. Thank you for listening to the Bar Hacks podcast produced by KRG Hospitality and hosted by me, David Klemp. If you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Follow us on Twitter at AskBarHacks and Instagram at BarHacks. Talk to you soon.